Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. Uh, I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the room is Ella Dolphin. How are you doing, Ella? Very good, thank you. Ella is the CEO of the Stylist Group and prior to this, she was the Group Commercial Director at Hearst, UK. Uh, so what does a typical week look like for you? Well, I suppose everyone says it's not a typical week, mm-hmm. but I can give you a shape of how the week pans out. So I always start Monday with a check-in with my senior management team. And it's not agendered, it's just to really get a sense of what are the big things that are on our minds for this week. And that comes from editorial, commercial, and and it really, and when you listen to that conversation over an hour, you, you really get the big theme of what we're all trying to focus on. Um, and that's very helpful. Obviously, there's content being published every sort of minute of the day, and some of it I'm across. It might be the big campaigns. Um, some of the big client briefs will come past um, my door. But I do try and see at least one to three either clients or important suppliers to the business in a week. Um, but I've got very good, actually, at being strict with my diary and clearing out meetings, which is something my coach worked with me on. So he said to me, if you don't have time to think, mm. immerse and direct, you're not actually being the chief exec. You're probably stepping on the MD and the marketing director and so the commercial. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a brilliant team. So I actively give myself some space. Um, but if I had a mode that I'm always on in the week, it's planning. It's just planning, planning. And the type of content that we produce requires a lot of planning. We're not fast news. We're sort of inverting um, the stories and um, planning I, events. I, I'm not sure that people know how different your publications are, actually, right. from the general yeah. mass publications. Do you want to describe, because just, just saying CEO of the stylist group, yeah. do you want to talk a bit about... Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, if we take... Your organs. The, my, all of the organs, yeah. Um, stylist, at its heart, is really life through a feminist lens. Mm. So when there is a big conversation that we believe will be, or, or a policy or a, or a fashion trend yeah. that will be affecting uh, women, positively or negatively, we um, present that back to them in a way that makes them think and act Mm. Um, so uh, we're a metropolitan media brand so it's not just London it's 10 metropolitan cities so if you imagine they might be uh, not pro Brexit so we're talking to a kind of contemporary liberal feminist um, Mm. audience Um, and quite often we invert a conversation to just make it make sense for them um, so we talked about when we talk. There's a lot of uh, talk around the pay gap, and mm. brilliantly, lots of people have started to highlight this pay gap. Um, uh, we thought, how are we going to actually make this resonate properly? So instead of talking about uh, how much more men got paid, we talked about if we if we we did a video where we <laughs> it was called the pay gap pub. So instead of talking about how much more men got, we served them 18% less in their drinks. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we we gave them stickers to say, oh, this is because of the pay gap. And it was was secret cameras. And most men went, well, that's fair enough, actually. It was really interesting. That is really interesting. Generationally, the younger men. The older men were like, that's bloody ridiculous. You know. Um, So if... Uh, we've got across our front door at the stylist group for women who want more from their world who are always looking 
to improve their world, their personal world, quite often the world around them. Um, but it's all blended in with great fashion stories and, you know, the mm. next beauty tips. It's, it's, it's the only magazine my wife reads, and it is that point of difference, I think, that she really appreciates. And so actually, it's the only magazine I read, because I get, I get the bits by osmosis, but I'm always... I don't know, surprised by, shall I say, there's this article on mental health, or there's mm. an article on gender pay, and it, it's just on point every time. I think it's... The benefit of that, though, is it's the distribution model. So we distribute 400,000 magazines a week free. Um, and because we're free, we've been able to develop mm. more concept-led features. So we're not shouting for someone to pick it up off a newsstand in the crowded environment and shouting messages across it does have to be a bit of a badge of honor so we work very hard around our concepts and there was something that we did a couple of weeks ago which i think only stylist as a media platform could do and the front cover was a bowl of cereal and a glass of wine because we discovered that most high profile women basically went home and just had a bowl of cereal because <laughs> they were too knackered or they hadn't planned their own yeah, supper yes, with yeah. a glass of white and wine. They don't have a husband at home cooking them dinner. Yeah. yeah, so it was a, you know, that's an example of yeah. something yeah, that you couldn't funny. put that yeah. on a newsstand cover. No. Um, you said that you went through 10 hours of intensive interviews and, and, and of course one of them is one of the famous interviewers because it's Mike Suter right mm. famous from his for his um let's say less than gentle interview uh, techniques on the apprentice um but you went through that to get to get the role you're in what what tell us what happened in those 10 hours did, did Mike was Mike Suter as as funny as he uh <laughs> well, as it, wicked as he is it was it was a deep concern being interviewed <laughs> by him I can say Mike and I didn't know each other very well before and right. um, so CEO interviews are a real pain in the backside actually because you have to start with a dance be because culturally they're looking for somebody that could come in and lead the company particularly difficult if they happen to have founded the business because they're yeah, handing yeah, over their teenage the child to yes. somebody <laughs> yeah. um, so it started with a coffee and then you get really annoying questions which are so high level right. um, what is your vision for the business in the next three years what do you think the future model of publishing is? And you know, I don't know what I'm going to wear tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and if I knew that answer, I wouldn't be here. Um, so they're very um, high level and they get deeper as you move along the process. Um, but interestingly, I mean, they're looking for what's your vision and how would you articulate that and work it through. Um, and the one thing I didn't do with this interview is speak to any of my clever friends right so I could have come in and see you Sue and say what do you think but I was so terrified in case I got the job on the back of something that somebody else had prompted me with oh, that's really so I really I didn't speak to anybody and it was all my own thinking you and thank right. god yeah. when I got the job because my confidence was at a, it was high yeah. because I knew that I hadn't not cheated but even you you were properly uh, there's there's an expression six questions deep yeah which is that you know if someone says something and you say and why and then yeah. you go and why and then you go why and yeah. then you go why and then you go why and you know a ceo needs to be six questions deep i guess yeah or yeah. hopefully hopefully yeah. i don't think i'd like to do that one <laughs> <laughs> don't do it on me now <laughs> why <laughs> um. So, so what is your secret? Is it your confidence or is it your planning ability? Or, uh, why are you... She's very clever. You are? Well, yeah. 
well no but the secret of my success is not thinking I'm successful and I don't know if this is a more feminine trait I suspect it might be but I it's only on paper if I look at it and go oh I suppose that looks good but it's not how I feel I don't feel like a failure but I I don't feel like I've ever reached um the uh, full ambitions of the company or of myself so I always have that uh, push behind me I don't ever feel completed in my can always do better yeah yeah did you did you did you have an ambition to be a CEO did you grow up thinking one day I'll be a CEO did you have like a you know by the time I'm whatever age I'm going to be MD CEO no 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 never and I wasn't a head girl at school no um if you give me a job I have to do it really well and then actually I sort of don't look for the next one because I know I have to do that really well it's been very organic um I suppose I I can identify with that I suppose there's a a part of me when I took on uh the business that I've worked a long time in publishing and you know and I feel like I want to build that future model Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, and I say this in the right way against platforms and aggregation. Yeah, someone, listen, someone's got to create a business model. Yeah, that passion for is, is coming yeah. Yeah. coming through more strongly. Yeah. And yeah. also, I thought, oh bloody, hell, I've done twenty years. I might as well try and see it out a little bit. So I wouldn't like to step out of that mission mm. um, in the foreseeable. So, as you say, you've had a, a, a reasonably, um, you know, not long, but you know, mm-hmm. a, a career in, in, in publishing. Who's who's been your best boss, and what did you learn from them? Um, I know it's not a competition. If, if all of Ella's bosses, previous bosses, are sitting out there, <laughs> it's not a race. <laughs> well, I worked for Stephen Myron, and what I learned—I mean, he's utterly brilliant. Um, what I learned from Stephen <laughs> and, and is, prob- possibly does know that he is. <laughs> yeah, but what I learned yeah. is um, that ambition is a good thing. Yeah, um, quite often. Women, if you say so, if you go, oh, she's a bit ambitious, it, it's, it's a very a negative. It's a very ambivalent term for women. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned to sort of see that as a positive. And co- the confidence and the vision that Stephen um, just lives and breathes every mm-hmm. day is infectious. So I do often think, what would Stephen do at this point? Wow. <laughs> and I sort of <laughs> channel my inner... Bit you're, there. You're I also worked with Anna Jones when I was at Hearst, and she's a ferociously intelligent woman, mm. and, and and used to handle very very difficult com- conversations and situations with such um, grace mm. and um, integrity. And I've taken quite a lot of that into into my CEO role. If you could change the stylist group in any one way right now, what would you do? Oh, I've just changed it all. So if I have, yeah, I I would have missed something. Um, So we went through a huge change and I literally tipped the house upside down and uh, restructured the whole piece to this single purpose and mission. So it's um, if I said anything now, it's I've I've messed up six months ago. Um, So I think now it's just about as uh, building, scaling and growing. So what was the purpose behind the change then? What what needed to be changed? Just uh, just focusing on our growth areas. Mm. You know, the men's market was hadn't been growing for a very long time. So we were taking all our upside to support as opposed to taking our upside and investing. But that was the founders baby. Yeah, originally. Yeah. So it was a big. Ella did did a big thing. (laughs) 
Mike's still talking to me. It's fine. No, obviously Mike worked through with me on on mm. on that. Um, but it, yeah, it was grasping it and and being bold enough and brave enough at, at that point. So next is what's next for me? Yeah. Um, I have uh, to realise the potential within the stylist group. I think any change for me again would come organically. I'm not looking for anything mm. specifically. Um, every day I feel you know, I'm still learning. There's a, you know great energy. I feel like we've got genuine purpose. It, 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 so um, there's no looking for anything mm. different at the moment. Onto the regular questions that we ask all of our guests, so we can uh, compare and contrast. So, what is your? Do you have a favourite line from a poem, a song, or a book? Oh, there was the, the, there's a Winnie the Pooh one, which is so lovely, when Piglet says to Winnie the Pooh, how do you spell love? And Winnie the Pooh says, you don't spell it, you feel it. Oh. And I was like, oh, I love a <laughs> Winnie the Pooh quote. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, okay, my favourite question, because I find it very insightful for people. So if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I need to put in a magic circle in order to summon you? Anna? From only down the road. From only down the road, <laughs> Lemons, gin, tonic, Asics running shoes, and a good book. Okay, very good, very clear, very focused. Um, how would we define a good book, I, I, I wonder? You might need to give me a bit more than that. I mean, a good book that I might choose might not be... What I'm genre are we talking? I'm quite eclectic in my reading. I mean, there was the, the question, what's the one yeah, you recommended yeah, yeah. the most? Now, the one I recommended the most was... Eleanor Oliver is completely fine because I read it and it was such an amazing piece of it was just a brilliant story at the right time. It's a bit of modern fiction. I, yeah, I love that. Modern, and then modern you know fiction. I'll read Michelle Obama's book yeah. and I thought you know it's quite eclectic. We've covered that. So we've, co- we've covered that. So yeah. I will go on to, if you could change the industry in one way right now, what would it be? I think it's more. I think I would ask for just more direct honesty um, and if we could all just say what the important thing was I mean from my side it's you know quite often I'm talking to people and it's like what is the most important thing that you want to achieve have you got money do you want to spend it (laughs) and there seems to be a lot of dancing around um, things at the moment and I'd yeah a bit more transparency and just openness just go on with it and also what what what's not working and what's not right yeah. people still tend to want to cover that up a little bit and I think discussing the bits that aren't working mm. or that aren't right actually helps you get to solutions much quicker yeah I, I, I think that's got worse that yeah. aspect of I think there's a just you know as, as we see in politics as well I think um, and just general news the idea that you can't ever admit to anything ever having gone wrong ever mm. or you're completely undermined mm. is just it's just ridiculous mm. and then we've got people must learn from their mistakes mm. well if they can't talk about things that have gone wrong if everything is always perfect mm. forever it just makes a nonsense doesn't it it so does I, make a nonsense I, I think let's let's call we should we should have a a change campaign around that for our industry yeah. maybe agree actually agree mm. yeah and finally the written question is if we was to give you a billboard, where would you put it and what would it say? Well, I think I'd have to put it outside number 10. And I, it would say, compromise is real power. Very good. 
And the final question, Ella, which you cannot prepare for, is from this box. It's a toolkit for careers from the uh, School of Life up the road. So if you could just pick one, read it out, and then answer it to finish this off, please. So I'll read this out. You hear of someone who has died. You are most impressed to learn that they, A, made a small contribution to a big project that was genuinely worthwhile. B, took honourable risks, quite a few of which didn't work out. C, put family before maximising income. D, were a supportive colleague and mentor. E, helped their partner succeed in their career. A. A, make a, made a small contribution to a big project that was genuinely worthwhile. Mm. Lovely. Thank you very much. Ella, yeah. thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.